starred in South Jersey where, much like that leftover lasagna and bag of barbecue chips I ate for lunch, Corey and Wells combined to deliver an absolute stinker. Robert Pattinson Woods is clearly in the twilight of his career, yet somehow is Corey's wide receiver too, scoring just six points. Meanwhile, Zach's retirement home of wideouts didn't fare much better as can't guard Mike seemingly can't break 12. Points, that is. But in the end, Team Corey hasn't had a position player score a touchdown since week one. Look it up, Teej. And as Poe once said, it's hard to win in this league if you aren't scoring more points than your opponent. Wells 88, Corey 81. Ooh. With Owen 3 staring teams Troy and Steve right in their overly dilated eyeballs, the choice was simple. Win or be the subject of shitty Kevin James memes that only kinda make sense. Justin Cherry Sherbert got all red and sticky, throwing three touchdown passes and scoring 29 points for Team Steve. But this one staying close would end up being fake news, as Amari Anderson Cooper scored 24 as Troy sang Devontae Adams' song to the defending champ. I never thought you'd die alone, another six weeks you'll be unknown. Troy 156, Sandstorm 110. Whoop, whoop, whoop! Next, Poe heads up to Lincoln Park looking to set Muller's lineup and kick his little ass. But Tom wouldn't make it easy as Devo Samuel whipped it good, scoring 25 points Thursday night. Meanwhile, Poe is playing Jerome 4D chess, spending his entire budget on the Browns running back, keeping Tom from calling Nate. However, it was only a matter of time as Muller is seemingly in it to a win it this year. As the Finns quarterback has Muller? Oh, oh, Muller? As the league's last undefeated team. Muller 112, Poe 105, the New York Football Giants. Next up, Proc flies out west to face off with former Ardsley basement buddy, Travis. Backed by popular demand, Keenan, Alanis Morissette, had one hand in his pocket, and the other one flipping Travis the Bird, scoring 45 points. Trav would respond with a fire track of his own as Patrick Post Mahomes has been fucking hoes throwing toddies and he feels like a rap star, scoring 25 points. But in the end, Trav leaned on his Rams and benched Raheem the Dream Moster and his 45 points, turning another Monday night into a total nightmare. Prop 143, Trav 139. Sup, spread. Looking to put a notch in the win column, Rasp heads into Hoboken to face off with Team Curtis. James Connor McGregor said, Who the fuck is that guy? To Joshua Smelly and his two stinking points. Much like the Masters, a Mike Williams career game followed by an IR stint is truly a tradition like no other. In the end, 51 from Kurt's defense and special teams turned this one into a laugher as Rasp remains winless and the all-time win leader appears to be back, 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 back. Kurt 160, Rasp 115. We finish up in Hoboken where I aim to climb the Trump wall into my old homeland for win number three. But Tom would Tyreek Havoc on my lineup behind 30 points from his star receiver and another 30 from Kung Fu Kenny Walker. Bitch, where were you when I was walking? Now run the game that the whole world talking King Kuta. Meanwhile, more mid-performances from my Buffalo Bills ensured there would be no circling of any wagons this weekend. Husser 162, me 106. And that is week three. How we doing, Poe? 
I'm doing I'm doing very very uh mediocre to say the mediocre? least. Mediocre after this last weekend. Yeah. Talk it out. What was like, going on? I was very much looking forward to shoving Jerome Ford's performance in everybody's face, even though he only had like 13 touches. And then I lost to Muller because Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews pretty much did nothing. And I can't believe I bet on Garrett Wilson and the Jets two years in a row. It's compl- It's like a character issue at this point for me. So what's your kind of outlook on the season? You're in the dumps fully or are you looking to turn it around here? What What type of power are we getting the rest of the way here? Uh, I'm quite literally, as we speak, penning a letter to Robert Salah um, to consider trying out Troy Flood at quarterback because it, <laughs> it can't get any worse. I mean, Seaman's in the building now. We'll see if uh, maybe he gets some, some burn. He was the truth in Denver for like five weeks, remember? <laughs> yeah, Proc was all forget? about him. <laughs> who could forget? Because he looked like Peyton Manning. Where do you play Northwestern? Yeah. yeah. Nerd. <laughs> wow, we both thought of that at the same time. <laughs> I mean that's that's really all I have to say about him. It's just uh, I know what college he went to, and he is a quarterback. But not, this not weekend a ton was more like bad. super odd because it was like a few very high scoring games, and then just like a bunch of just dog shit games all around the NFL, basically. Yeah, I mean, so so is the way you know. It's just kind of kind of the tune. You don't really get too many consistently awesome weeks, but there was definitely some fun games, a lot of stuff to uh, to recap as well as some fun stuff to look forward to. So um, I mean, we could spend the entire show talking about the Dolphins game, realistically. Yeah, and I, I assume we will as we kind of talk about all those players. But um, yeah, but yeah, let's get into the pick'em. Uh, before we start, do you want to give us an update on the standings? don't really want to because they're not going in my favor but uh looking at this past week um three and six for both of us so not a great showing to say the least but you're still ahead you're on the season 13 13 and one so quite literally a perfect 500 um that's actually kind of crazy to think about and i'm at 10 and 17 so Got some I'm work to do. Technically, what three and a half games back here? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is brutal. I, it's it's only a quarter of the wit season in, but I'm looking at my honestly my NFL picks. I'm five and seven. It's just not good. Not good so far. Got to be better. Got to be better as we yeah. go. But um, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's start off with Corey versus Troy. Corey, I'm not sure if you heard my stat in the. In the uh, Boomers, he is just not scoring touchdowns at an insanely alarming rate. I oh, I, he'll chirp you in the group chat after this to explain the exact mechanics as to why he's not scoring touchdowns. So I mean, I, he'd love to know, I, I assume. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not going well for him. I think two back-to-back eighty-point weeks. So really needs a win. And then Troy also, he got a a big showing last week, but you don't want to be one and three. You kind of want to build on this especially with seemingly one of the easier games on your schedule so big game for both these guys another potential uh loser leaves town game uh let's start with the quarterbacks it looks like Corey's going to give richardson a go against the rams and then deshaun watson against the ravens what do you have here um shockingly i'm i'm gonna i mean maybe not shockingly but i think if anthony richardson's healthy he's, he's pretty much a smash start this week against the Rams. I, I in the few games he has played he's been very effective yeah. and Gardner Minshew kind of 
diced up the Ravens. Not really diced up because he's Gardner Minshew. Which, sidebar, I didn't realize that Gardner Minshew was starting until like 10 minutes into the game. So I was in a chat with Tom and them, and I was like, damn. I just saw like a throw, like an off-platform throw off the back foot. And I didn't see the number. Like, I didn't see that it was Gardner Minshew, and I was like, damn, Anthony Richardson. that it was a white dude a foot shorter yeah. than him. And then Julio's like, that's Gardner Minshew. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize because I don't, I don't see skin color, Bill. Yeah. That's good on you. Um, but um, <laughs> so confused. I was like, oh, shit, I guess that is Gardner Minshew. <laughs> but um, regardless, um, sorry for sidetracking there, but I think Anthony Richards is a good play. I definitely think he's a better player than trevor lawrence considering how atlanta's been like this year so far and how bad trevor lawrence has looked so far um on the flip side though i don't think deshaun i don't think deshaun's like a bad play you know i think last week is more indicative of who he's going to be on the season and baltimore like beat up on such is yeah such is the way of baltimore but just completely who did they they've lost what their their safety already on the year i believe to be honest i know it's like four starters or whatever i, I don't know the yeah actual players. so so it's it's like one of those things where baltimore's defense is kind of beaten down and cleveland's offense you know they were effective last week against a pretty good titans defense so i i'm not going to fade Deshaun watson i just don't think his ceiling is as high as anthony richardson this week that's fair enough and then let's move on to the running backs. We got Bijan and Gibbs against Swift and Sanders. Uh, I'll start with Corey. I mean, Bijan and Gibbs, like, it's only a matter of time, right? Like, they are going to turn it on, you'd hope, but far from a sure thing as far as that goes. Um, Bijan against the Jags, perfectly fine. And then Gibbs against the Packers. The Packers mm-hmm. have been pretty stingy on defense, but, I mean, they got to start giving him more touches. I'm not sure if Montgomery is back is the only thing that could he slightly... He is playing tonight. Ooh. Yeah, so that was going to be my main thing, is that if Montgomery is playing, he's going to get the, the touches between the tackle. And... So Corey might be fucked I don't again, know. is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean... even even on... Like, Gibbs also had... It's not like he had a lack of opportunities last week. Like, he had 18 touches. Inefficient. Yeah. And he just, like... They were just inefficient. You know, Atlanta's defense is a little bit better... So give him a little credit, you know, but at the same time, like you buy, like you draft this like athlete, right? And you expect a huge return from him and he just hasn't yeah, gotten there yet, even with all the opportunities. Like this was the perfect week for him, you know? And so like maybe you're seeing now like why David Montgomery is getting more touches than you would like. Bijan, on the other hand, is like absolute superstar. Um, he had a quiet week last week against Detroit. But I expect him to kind of bring it back against Jacksonville, where he was the first two weeks of the season. And then on the flip side, it looks like Troy's got a real steal with Swift. And then Sanders, a respectable game this week. I I think I actually got that right this time. Um, So, yeah, Yeah, I kind of like what he's got. I like what he's got going as far as the running backs. And, I mean, as far as consistency, like Swift the past two weeks has been really, really strong. It seems like they're really favoring him. and They, they spent the draft picks to bring him in. I, I imagine he'll kind of continue to be that RB1 for Troy. Um, and I, I truly do think he's found something there, which makes me kind of lean Troy just because there's a little bit more on tape as far as 
actual performance whereas Gibbs were kind of like waiting to break out and then especially with that Monty news that makes me super hesitant to go that way as well um what are your thoughts there I think DeAndre Swift is a pumpkin and eventually he's gonna end up not kind of performing this well like he's just had absolute holes on offense to run through that's not Um, gonna go away though uh not that that's going to go away, but he will get injured and go away. Is kind of what <laughs> oh, I'm getting okay. at. It's nothing to do like, with the holes on offense. No, just... no, no. And and I feel like they do like Gainwell there. It's just Swift has been eating the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Eagles' rushing attack, obviously. Um, it seems like they're way more committed to that this year. Um, I'm not sure if it's just because Jalen Hurts is struggling more if, because there's more on tape after last year, but... You know, it seems like their running game is is kind of top tier. And then Miles Sanders. So would you start Miles Sanders if Saquon's a go this week? The thing is, you can't wait. It's going to be Monday. Um, I assume they're going to take it down to the wire. And yeah. I, I don't think he is playing, honestly. Um, I don't think so either. Seems a little... It'll be, what, eight days since he injured it, and... It's like a borderline. No, no he was off last week, so it's been it's been almost twenty days now. No, not. Oh, it's it, it's been two weeks because we we played it, Thursday. He injured it on. We played last Thursday, and he injured it the week before. Yeah, he injured it the seventeenth in the Cardinals, and game. then this game will be the second. So. Oh yeah, I forget. Like it's literally. Ugh, Thursday night football is terrible. So yeah, you're talking about fifteen, sixteen days. I don't think he plays. Um, so I think Miles Sanders is fine. The only thing is Joshua Kelly like didn't do well against Minnesota last week, you Joshua know. Joshua Kelly might just stink. You think so? Yeah, and they just Or maybe don't that, run the maybe ball that's, that like well. I said like maybe it's not that Eckler can't run the ball between the tackles. Maybe it's just the blocking on the Chargers line is just so bad that they can't run the ball in between the tackles. And it's also um, they kind of weren't in a position to run the ball. Like, Herbert was throwing it and scoring at will. And then that whole fourth quarter, like, the Vikings had the long drive, got stopped on fourth and one, then got the ball back, and then it was like enough. Like, they were just in the red zone for, like, the entire fourth quarter and just not scoring. Yeah. I feel like they just didn't have those run the ball in, like, obvious running situations sort of thing. I was watching the end of that game, and I was, like, literally just completely banking on the fact that the Chargers were going to blow it. They uh, they like, were both uh, trying their best when they were, <laughs> yeah they were they really were it was like who can lose for like I was worried the over like the, did the over hit I don't I don't think so no I don't think it did no it yeah it, did, it didn't because they turned the ball over so twice, much in the uh, red zone it was so bad yeah that was like the perfect Vikings Chargers game um needless to say I don't I don't know Miles Sanders is kind of mid so far this year so I'm. I'm not going to bank on him for anything. He isn't giving... Like, this is kind of a wash to me, running back-wise, between Corey and Troy, to be honest with you. Okay, let's get into receivers. Corey has a doozy of a, of a trio here. Amon <laughs> Ross St. Brown. Then he's got Tyler Houdat-Boyd. And then Josh Downs, the rookie Indianapolis uh, receiver. He's trying to... He's got four rookies in the lineup. Or no, Musgrave as well. So, I mean, he's just chock full. And Moody is a rookie. Jesus Christ. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of wild. But, uh, yeah, these receivers stink. Tyler Boyd, I'm not excited about at all. He's just like a permanent eight. And then Josh Downs, has he even been playing well? Or does he just 
inventing this stack in his head. He had 13 last week and then single digits the two weeks prior. I don't know. I think that's with uh, Minshew I as think well. It's just one of those things where Minshew was playing, yeah. so like this guy was getting the like he's like oh i i practice with Minshew, so like he he's was a getting... quick slot receiver I, I liked him coming out of the draft but but uh... i don't think he's better than alec pierce who's ahead of the ahead of him you know on the depth chart which i'm surprised he actually hasn't had like i thought he was gonna have a better year this year pierce um, is kind of trending towards bust if i had to be honest but regardless yeah do you get he was pretty decent last year in certain spots but yeah do you get i hate Brees hall jackson smith Sky Moore, anyone in the lineup? Like, what do you do to kind of fix this? Or do you think he's rolling out the best three here? Like, oof. <laughs> what a soundbite. I'd probably play Brees Hall over Boyd and Downs. Are just going to lose by 50 like, to the Chiefs, though? Yeah, but, like, he at least has a way higher ceiling. Is his idea with Tyler Boyd that T. Higgins is hurt, like, and Tyler Boyd's actually going to be getting a significant amount of looks. I mean, Tyler Boyd is just Tyler Boyd. Like, he just kind of gets, like, the six targets a week, I feel. and Yeah, but like, I think if T. Higgins is out, then Tyler Boyd is a better play because he'll maybe, get more high-value targets. But the Bengals, just in general, like, they're not in a position to feed three receivers right now. Like, they're no, not Burrow's, operating properly. Burrow's hurt. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't even want to. Can we not talk about these receivers anymore? I'm going to Roscoe. Yeah. I just, <laughs> That's fine. Let's go talk about Troy's team, please. So, Devontae, the huge game last week uh, against the Chargers. That's I imagine he he's a huge boom as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cooper. I mean, suck. Cooper. Justin Jefferson ate them last week. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers just not going to defend anyone all year. Cooper, huge game last week. And then I think the story with his team right now is Calvin Ridley's disappointing two weeks after the huge week one. What's your kind of outlook on him? The Jaguars in general for the last yeah. two weeks have kind of looked like dookie. They struggled against the Colts week one, too. Like, they have not looked great this year. Um, Is this a London game as well? It is a London 930. I don't know. Yeah, I think Atlanta's defense is pretty good. I think they're going to struggle again. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much faith in Calvin Ridley this week. Um, I think you still play him. I, I guess play KJ him. Osborne is your other option, but yeah, no way. I, I definitely am playing Calvin Ridley. But you got to definitely uh, have your fraud goggles on for him. Like yeah, but forward. there's no way. I'm not not he's playing him, gig- but yeah, he's got a gigantic advantage over. Devonte like, might outscore all three of them. Yeah, so I think Calvin Ridley's like a question mark. Amari Cooper is definitely the better play. It's just obviously he has him in his flex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't love Calvin. Uh, Amari Cooper I think is a very good play against Baltimore this week, and he clearly is Deshaun's kind of favorite target. Even when he was injured against Pittsburgh, he had a pretty big game. He just didn't score. Um, and then Devontae Adams to smash play against the Chargers. Like, the Chargers fucking suck on defense. Like, they're sitting the guy that they're paying, what, like $20 million a year to right now? Yeah. Right? J.C. Jackson's getting, like, that much money, and they're sitting him because, like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's always so funny when, like, this guy's, like, a defensive coordinator, like, background, and he comes in, and he's just absolute ass. <laughs> like, his team is just absolute ass on defense. So, 
Yeah, I think Troy's got a gigantic advantage at the wide receiver position this week. And then tight ends, I mean, two rookies that have been kind of good so far, um, but I don't really I'm, have a ton to add I'm as far mid, as Kincaid. To be honest with you. What's up? They're both kind of mids, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, I mean, so is the tight end position, you know, so the, they're both fine. I, I don't really have a a huge um yeah lean. maybe lean a little bit Corey just because i feel like musgrave will get more targets than kincaid but we're talking about like a half point yeah difference maybe so i'm gonna go with troy overall yes um, as my pick and yeah these yeah Corey's receivers, receivers are too bad. I think Sorry, he's got to blow up the team. I, I think he should trade Bijan for a bunch of pieces yeah. or something. But <laughs> stop trying to get hit Bijan from him. Just stop. <laughs> stop. No, I already know you. That, one, that wasn't you even me. On the side, you trying to get Bijan. <laughs> if, if I was going for him, I wouldn't have said that out loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not gonna. <laughs> Corey's gonna hit you up and be like, "So, what do you want for Bijan right now?" Yeah, how's Jordan Addison and uh, Jalen <laughs> Warren sound? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's gonna ask for he's gonna ask for Diggs or Waddle. <laughs> I mean, I could be open for business for that, but Stop. Um, let's move on. Let's go over to Wells and the undefeated Muller. So it looks like Wells has made a quarterback change. Um, he's got Russell Wilson in there. He dropped Daniel Jones so quickly. Dang. He made a point to like wake up early and drop him immediately. Is he still a free agent? I'm about to cop him right now. Yeah, he is. Hang on. You talk while I add DJ. Yeah, so going back to Wells, just dropping him. Um Listen, Russell Wilson, Wilson stinks, right? Like, we all think he stinks, but he's been all he's right fantasy for fantasy quarterback, so far. Yeah. Like, he's much better than Dave Jones has been on the year. So I think Russell Wilson is a fine start against Chicago, who's been dumpster fire central pretty much all year. Um, it's kind of like the also the emotional edge, because if Russell Wilson has a bad game, then that means that the uh, Bears probably had a good game. Um I can't see that happening though, so I think he's fine. <laughs> the Chiefs embarrassed the Bears last weekend. Yeah, that was. And a then uh, on the flip side, <laughs> Tua is like pretty much having an MVP caliber season. Like, I think going into the game yesterday, like the game yesterday, he was like, he started off what sixteen for sixteen, and he completed almost 90% of his throws. Yeah, he was um, awesome. They could have scored 100. If they wanted to score 100, they could have Robbie Anderson said, or Robbie Chosen yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, like, they literally could have scored 100. I was dying laughing when I just saw fucking Mike White throwing a bomb to Robbie Anderson. <laughs> like, that's how bad the Broncos got dicked down. Um, so, yeah, I think he reels it back a little bit against a much better defense in Buffalo, but I think he's a a great start still and unless he gets hurt like i don't see him having a kind of a, a bad game like last year when Tua was starting he was consistently good every week um it wasn't until the concussions creeped up that he slowed down so harder in buffalo but i think they're both good good quarterback starts this week yeah Tua is really crazy right now it's it's definitely very legit and i mean 
he's seemingly still healthy. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be fun to watch that as we go. And then just a, kind of a big picture thing with Wells. This is a big opportunity. If he can knock off Muller, I imagine his schedule will get a lot easier. And then he's 3-1 and one without Cup. And then you got to figure once Cup comes back, this lineup just is obviously a lot better. And he kind of puts himself in a nice position. And then it's also not like Cup is coming back to a stinky Rams team. Like they ima- I imagine they'll still be in like the wild card race at bare minimum mm-hmm. when he comes back. So it's not going to be like a shutdown for the year. Um, but yeah, let's go over to the running backs. And then, so we got Josh Jacobs and Stevenson against Pollard and the debut of Alvin Kamara on Muller's team. Um, I guess we'll start there. What do you think of playing Kamara in the first week back from the Sussy? Um, would you do that or would you kind of ride with Brian Robinson like he's been doing? Um, I don't think I would ride with Brian Robinson against the Philadelphia Eagles, like in no way, shape or form. Like I'm very much expecting the Eagles to take the commanders to the fucking house. Like they're going to get shit on. Um, so I definitely think I'd probably roll the dice with Kamara. Um, the saints running game has kind of been absolute dog shit. Yeah. Um, like very dog shit, but I'd imagine they're going to lean on it more if Derek Carr isn't playing. Um, so I, I, I like Kamara, but Tampa Bay's defense has been pretty good. They did get diced up, but last week on the ground, but it was also the Eagles. So I think the saints are a little bit closer match to the Bucks. So mm. I don't know. I, I don't expect crazy good things out of Kamara, but he's definitely the better start. And then Pollard against new England. I think the Cowboys are probably going to house new England. So I think that's a great play. Yeah. Big bounce back game for them. You gotta yeah. assume. And then mm-hmm. on the other side, you got Jacobs against the Chargers. That should be a good game for him. I know the Raiders are pretty stinky, but the Chargers seemingly can't stop anyone. And then Stevenson against Dallas. Um, good player, Didn't tough Zeke matchup. Had like sixteen carries last week. Yeah, and Zeke is a hundred percent becoming more involved. So something to monitor as far as that running back I situation. I hate Bill Belichick for shit like that. Like, dude, just play the better player. Like, what are you doing? Patriots suck. I mean, they shouldn't have beat the Jets. Patriots suck. Sorry. You don't have to apologize to me. I don't. <laughs> I don't no, care about just, them. I completely interrupted you because I got disgusted with the Patriots last week. No, so just in general, um, I think I'm slightly leaning Muller's situation um, just because of the question marks with Stevenson. Uh and yeah, I, I still want to see Kamara. He was a little shaky just in general the past like couple of years, I feel, just as far as inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And very high ceiling games and then just absolute yeah. back breaking performances. And we'll see how how hard they work him in. I, I mean, you know, he's been practicing and stuff the entire time. It's not like he's been away from the mm-hmm. team, but it'll be interesting to see him in his first action this year. Um and yeah, where do you lean? Um, I definitely lean um, I slightly lean Muller just because I think Pollard is kind of getting like close to 30 touches a game at this point. So if this guy's touching the ball 30 times, like that's going to be a huge ceiling for Muller. But I don't think Wells is too far behind. I think Jacobs is like kind of getting acclimated. It's not like like besides Week One against Denver, like their defense kind of dog shit. It's just Jacobs didn't play all preseason. But he's played the Bills and the Steelers. Like, it's not like he's played, like, easy defenses. Um, 
And I think Alexander Madison is absolute dog shit, and he was able to put on a fucking clinic last week against the Chargers. So I, I like Jacobs a lot more this week. Um, and then Stevenson against Dallas is going to be really tough. Um, I just think Dallas is going to kind of bring it to the Patriots is like my, my thought process here because they got kind of embarrassed last week. So they're going to try and go out there and prove a point. Um, it's going to be hard. And, and I don't know. I really hope they don't play Zeke a lot. Um, so I, I lean Muller. I, I like Stevenson, the player, but I just hate how the Patriots use running backs. So it's Muller, but not by a lot. And then let's go to the receivers. Wells having a bit of trouble with his receivers right now. Terry McLaurin. Hopkins and then Michael Thomas in the flex. Um, McLaurin had the one good game against the Broncos, I believe, but they kind of didn't have anything going on offense last week. Got stuck at 10. Um, and then Thomas and Hopkins have been kind of in that area as well, um, averaging that like 10 ish as well. Um, so kind of just not enough boom right now without Cup for him in that um, receiver room. If there's one that I think has a chance of kind of breaking out, I, I it's all tougher matchups, tougher defenses, and kind of bad situations. I don't even know who I'd kind of lean. I guess just Hopkins on name, but yeah. No, Hopkins has been – Tannehill has been so bad this year. The Tennessee offenses look terrible throwing the ball. Um, this is one of those things where having Cup makes up for it a lot because like he has a pretty good floor with Michael Thomas so far in the year. Um, and McLaurin is like very, the only thing I would say is like, if you're going to score against the Eagles, it's probably going to be passing the ball right now. So McLaurin's way higher upside than the other two to me. Um, Hopkins is hard. Um, he just, he's looked fine in the games I've watched of the Titans. It's that Tannehill's look absolutely terrible. Um, they got what? I think they scored three three points last week against the Browns. Like they yeah. got absolutely shit pumped. Um, and the run game—it's just yeah. The the Titans have been rough so far this year, a lot more than I th- I thought they would be. Um, and then Michael Thomas took it like ten points, but you're right. Like if he has Cooper Cup in this lineup and he's starting Cup, Cup Thomas and McLaurin, then it completely changes my opinion of the receiver room. Because he's yeah. got like that very high ceiling receiver, and then he's got that boomer bust guy in Terry. Yeah, it's it's just in rough shape right now, but we'll see how many kind of wins he can scratch at and get before he's fully healthy. On the flip side, we got T. Higgins, who's been super disappointing thus far, um, aside from the one big week, uh, but zero and four the other two. And then Debo coming off a strong game against the Giants, a little banged up, but seemingly always is, and then. Also, another tradition, the Muller empty flex right now. So let's play. He's got some options. I mean, I wouldn't go Judy, Tank probably. Del. Tank Dell, I think, is the play. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been awesome. One of the, the best rookies we've seen so far. And just in general, the Texans passing game has been super fun. Um, yeah, Stroud CJ Stroud has looked very good. a lot good, better so than well. a lot of people were thinking. Uh, so... That's probably where I would be. Ohio lean. State quarterback curse. Yeah, he could. I mean, it, it's kind of been in you know, like I'm weird. I'm surprised Wells isn't trying Stroud out at quarterback this week. He, I feel like he's always the type of guy that play, will play a rookie quarterback. Does he have Stroud? No, he no but him. I think he's. 
I think he's on the waiver wire. He was hating on him uh, <laughs> at the draft, actually. He was saying how like he just floats it and shit, and he, he was kind of poo-pooing Well, I, all of us. I feel like a lot of people were pretty down on Stroud versus Bryce Young, and like he's kind of slinging it. I don't know, he still hasn't thrown an interception, I don't think, either. Yeah, he's got the record. And it's not like for... He's running the ball. like He's throwing the ball 30-plus times, 44 times, 47 times. That's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't start him this week against Pittsburgh, though. I'm seeing that now. He's playing Pittsburgh. Um, but would you still do De- Dallas, kind of where we're talking? Oh, yeah. I would definitely do Tank Dell. He's just shown it so far this year. And, like, even if they're losing it, like, they're going to throw They're clearly committed to throwing the ball 30 times a game. So if he's going to get – if there's going to be 30 opportunities up there for receivers like Tank Dell and Nico Collins have been pretty good so far. I don't, I don't expect that to change. And then T. Higgins, are you worried about him so far, or just the Bengals in general? Uh, obviously, Debo's a smash against Arizona, but just long long term, how are we feeling about T? I don't know. I, I don't know how are the Bengals. I didn't get to watch a lot of that Monday night game, the Bengals game. I was what I was kind of. They were sloppy on offense, still. Like they just yeah. still don't look right. I was tuned in on the the other Monday night game, the Eagles Bucks. Uh, because Lauren and I were watching it, so I heard, yeah, it, it's like, I don't know what the Bengals are right now or how hurt Joe Burrow is, so it's hard to have, like, extreme confidence considering where you drafted T. Higgins, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think looking across the line, you're not too worried about it because really you're not too worried about a huge game from any yeah. of the receivers on the other end. Like, it's really just scary Terry. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And then Debo, I mean... He just shows. <laughs> it's so yeah, we he's ne- nur- yeah, he's nursing an injury, but if he's playing, that's also. It seems like the last two weeks he's gotten way more involved with the offense. Well, Ayuk um, was out as well Thursday. If Ayuk's back, it might take a small hit, but regardless, he he's got a. Did you see the spread on this game? What's up? Did you see the spread on this game? What is it? It's San Francisco minus fourteen. I mean, it sounds about right. <laughs> Especially it Arizona like already they, had their feisty like, game, you know? Yeah, it sounds like they're going to let Arizona just... Uh, or, I mean, it sounds like they think the 49ers are going to score like a billion points on them. So It's tough. I mean, yeah. that's it's weird to see, number one, that big of a spread, and number two, like, divisional. Like, you'd figure they would keep it in the single digits just because we of that. We even said but... that last week, like, the how the Cowboys 12.5 point spread, how crazy that was, you know? Yeah, and then they like, won out, right? And then they blew it. <laughs> Cutroy's lock of the week, minus 700 Cowboys. Yeah, silly. That was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, receiver-wise, I lean Muller. And then tight end, Pitts and Ingram. Just <laughs> similar-ish players, honestly, as far as just the first-round hype and not the production. Ingram mm-hmm. against Atlanta, tougher defense, London game. We kind of talked about that. And then Pitts seemingly getting a little more involved. Oh, it's the same game. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think there's a major uh, advantage on either side. I think they'll kind of both be in that 8-10 to 10 point range, you got to figure. Uh, I think Ingram is a gigantic advantage over Pitts just because of how bad Pitts is used in that offense. And, like, Ingram actually gets targets. So he's been... Definitely a better tight end this year. I think he's like tight end. Let me see. Four. Yeah, tight end four on the year. So he's giving you ten plus points at the tight end position, which this year has been a gigantic advantage for the most part. 
But do you think the matchup advantage kind of makes it a little closer, or you're still going with huge? No, I think it's a huge advantage because they just don't use Kyle Pitts. And until I see Kyle Pitts score 20-plus points, I'm going to continue to shit on him for the rest of the year. Fair enough. Uh, so who do you got overall? Uh, I think you got to take Muller here. I just think uh, the receiver matchups are kind of way too spread out here. Um, so I'm going to go with Muller. I'm going with the upset here. I don't know how or why, but I'll go with Wells here. Um, I think the Chiefs defense with the Jets could kind of get you some more points. And then Jake Elliott's been nice, too. I, I think it'll take some fluky shit. We're talking about kickers and defenses here, Bill. I'm talking I'm talking how, <laughs> how I see the upset coming. Because I shit on his receivers. But, yeah, I, I'm worried about Muller's receivers a bit as well. And then we'll see. I... I got to see Kamara. I got to see Kamara, and I'll go. I'll go Wells in the upset. If Wells is upsetting, it's going to be like a ninety-two point game here. And that's week, fine. That's fine. Yeah, I think I think Muller's a little overrated, and and the four and zero just won't look right. I mean, Muller shouldn't have beat me last week. It's just Garrett Wilson. Zach Wilson is so bad. It's disgusting. I want to throw up talking thinking about it. Yeah, he de- definitely does stink. And speaking of Zach Wilson, let's get over to Rasp and Husser. So Rasp 0-3, season is on the line seemingly. He's got a shit ton of points scored against them, but I mean, you get, you got to get it done at some point. He's got a strong Husser team on the other side as well. Um, so yeah, let's get into the quarterbacks. Brock Purdy against Arizona. I think this is a smash. We saw it firsthand that Brock Purdy can be a pretty decent passer um we blitzed the shit out of him he definitely had some missed throws early in the game but overall settled in and kind of commanded the offense makes the right decisions just a good player and we kind of talked about the arizona san fran game a bit but should be a fair amount of points being scored and then jalen hurts against washington um the eagles lost to the skins late last year so i imagine they'll be playing hard uh, the tush push very much in the news during the week um, and just continues to kind of be Hertz's bread and butter while he's still not throwing the ball kind of as well as he did last year. Um, I think both are good starts. I don't know if I have a huge lean either direction, but I'm here to listen to you as well. Uh, I definitely lean Jalen Hurts uh, over Purdy just because Jalen Hurts has a gigantic rushing upside. Um and I feel like one of these weeks he's going to go off just to shut everybody the fuck up. Like, people are shitting on the Eagles, and, like, they're literally 3-0, and and they've beaten two pretty good teams in New England and Tampa Bay. And, actually, three, Minnesota's not bad, even though they're own 3 So, I don't know what else people kind of expect from them. Like, they're winning games. Like, most teams coming off a Super Bowl loss are kind of really struggling. Uh, so I think this week they're going to take it to Washington pretty hard. So I think this is where Rass has the bigger advantage. Um, it looks like Tom finally took my advice to start playing Purdy over Justin Fields, which I'm very glad I don't have to talk about Justin Fields every week anymore. So let's move on to the running backs. He got a huge game from Kenneth Walker. He's playing the Giants this week. That should be another 25 to 30. Another, yeah. I, we're going to really struggle to tackle him. Um, yes not looking forward to that and then pacheco against the jets it is definitely a committee um 
Dude, they're Casey. using everybody there. They're but using it still everybody. Is Seventeen. It's his. For he's him. The, he's like, the first to go. But yeah, you, I don't know. He's much better as an RB two option than most people have right now. No doubt, and I mean, in games like the Jets or the Bears, like where they're seemingly going to blow out the opposition, like their running backs get the touches. We'll see kind of how that goes when they have to inevitably play closer games. But for the time being, I like Pacheco a lot in the RB2. And then on the flip side, we got Madison, who salvaged a good game against the bad Chargers run defense. But this week he's got Carolina, a little bit better on the D-line, but still not world beaters. And then Zach Moss against the Rams. Zach Moss coming off a nice day. Uh, This could be a nice running back find nice for two Rask. weeks i can't believe i dropped him thinking oh what a terrible drop by me um he would have been nice to have for two weeks but yeah zach moss's look really good and he looked really good at the end of last year too yeah um which is kind of why i initially picked him up thinking he might get some play uh but he was injured week one so i was just like fuck this i'm not holding on to this guy um i think he's a pretty good play against the rams like joe mixon had a pretty decent week last week and joe mixon is absolute dog shit right now so i think zach moss is a good play i like him more than pacheco and then madison i don't like at all but at this point it's kind of like what he has no other option um unless eckler sits again but like are you really gonna sit are you you really gonna play kelly after the last two weeks where he burned you yeah so I, I think he's got the right guys in right now. I lean Tom just because I do think Tom, or just because I do think Walker yeah, is going to have a gigantic here. game against the Giants. So I lean Tom here, but I don't think Rasp is going to have, I don't think the running backs in Rasp's lineup are going to make him lose, basically. So let's get to the receivers. Husser's got Tyreek, Olave, and Gabe Davis. Husser, or Rasp has Devontae Smith, DJ Moore, and Josh Palmer. I guess we'll start with Husser. Tyreek Hill just is seemingly the best player in fantasy right now. Tougher matchup against the Bills, but he's a smash 20-plus every week so far, so not much to say there. Um, yeah, agreed. I have nothing to add, literally. <laughs> I have him in another league, and I love it. <laughs> Olave against Tampa. Olave's been really good as well. We'll see if he kind of continues that with Jameis at quarterback. Tampa, potentially tougher matchup. And then Gabe Davis just had the one long touchdown last week. Um, that's what he that's is, kind of what Gabe He's Davis literally is, yeah. exactly what he is. He's a fucking roller coaster. Um, Huster's lineup will look a lot scarier when he's not having to play Gabe Davis and Jonathan Taylor's back. Um yeah, Honestly. is that going to get sorted out? Just to kind of quickly pivot a bit, like, is he going uh, in a new uh, team? I could see him. I could see him getting traded, but if he doesn't get traded, he's definitely going to play. Uh, I, I would be surprised if he didn't play. He has nothing to gain by continuing to sit out. Like, he has to play by week eight, regardless. Like, the only thing he's gaining right now by sitting out is proving the Colts' points of not wanting to pay him because they're running the ball just fine without him. So, I think he's definitely going to play. Um, I'd be shocked if he doesn't, to be honest with you. It, this isn't like some Le'Veon Bell situation here. Um, but yeah. going back to the receivers, Gabe Davis is kind of like a boomer bust. It's not like the Miami defense has been world-beating good this year, so I think he's fine as long as he gets a few balls thrown his way. Um, 
Chris Olave, I actually had written this down because I wanted to say this. Um, he's basically what Garrett Wilson would be if he had like a below average quarterback and not the worst quarterback in the NFL by not even, like probably like the 50th best quarterback in the NFL. Like there's plenty of backups. I'd rather play over Zach Wilson right now. So Olave is good. He's going to be good against Tampa Bay. The receivers for the Eagles last week didn't have too much trouble. Um, and he's going to get his targets. So I like Olave a lot. Like this receiver duo from Husser is super, super good. Yeah. If, if Taylor comes back, this is an absolute wagon of a lineup, just strong top to bottom. And yeah, it's just really good. The, that duo of receivers is just really, really nice. And yep, <laughs> I wish I had it. Um, moving over to Rasps, guys. Uh, Devontae Smith has been really good so far. I expect a nice game against Washington, uh, especially if he's lined up against like Emmanuel Forbes or one of the young uh, secondary guys. Mm-hmm. It says he's battling an illness, so not really an injury. Um, and then we got DJ Moore against Denver. Denver's not stopping anyone, so if there ever is a DJ Moore week, you got to figure it's this week. And then if he doesn't perform, I, I'm never putting him in the lineup again if I'm Rasp. Until and, he scores 40 one week and absolutely yeah. burns you. I mean, this has to be the 40 week, you got to figure, but we'll see. You would hope. And then Josh Palmer, uh, obviously Mike Williams on the IR. So... He's banking on him kind of absorbing some targets. I, I'm not even going to say Christian Kirk. <laughs> it's a touchy subject as far as <laughs> when to suggest him and when not to. Um, he was good last week. Tougher London game, or tougher matchup in London against Atlanta. I think you kind of ride with Josh Palmer against the stinky Vegas team. Um, but what are you thinking there? Um, I definitely think Rasp has the wrong receiver in and dj Moore. um i don't give a fuck what defense he's playing against i don't trust him and like it's just so hard to trust him with how bad fields has been at least with kirk like you're getting guaranteed targets like he had 14 targets and then six targets like with dj Moore, like justin fields would be lucky if he completes 14 passes in a game so i i don't like dj Moore. i do like palmer though um, I think what you've seen basically is like when Palmer has the opportunity, he's going to get the targets. He's not like some insane athlete or superstar player. So I, he's that doesn't have like that gigantic ceiling, but I think he's probably got a good shot at getting 10 targets. So if I didn't blow all my fab, I was actually going to, I was targeting Palmer, but I assumed somebody was going to pick him up. Um, I think that's a fine play, especially as a, as a flex. And then Devonta Smith, I think the Eagles are going to smack around the commanders this week. And I think uh, now that AJ Brown is done crying like a little fucking pussy, like Devonta Smith will get targets again this week. So I I really like the hurts Devonta Smith stack this week. And then tight end Kelsey obviously needs to have a huge game against the jets to keep rasp. Not, not only in it, but I mean, give him a shot to win. And Joku's been a nothing burger the whole year. Um, don't really expect that to change randomly against Baltimore, but who knows? They're going to shit on the Jets, dude. The, the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Kelsey, obviously, the big media story currently, so maybe they work him into the game plan. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if Reed's like that, where he's like, oh, let's get him the four touchdowns, like now that he's in the, the very much in the limelight, but. I don't know. It's a fun little conspiracy to think about if you're trying to be optimistic about winning the game. 
Um, but overall, I think I'm just very scared. I want to pick Rasp because I want to get him on the win column, but Kenneth Walker against the Giants is just scary, and Tyreek is just on a tear. It's it's hard. But I mean, I think I think he has a he has a week where his receivers can almost keep pace, and then he just needs Kelsey a uh, thirty five from him. So so give me Rasp in the upset. Well, I'm going upsets this week. I'm taking Rasp. Ah, damn it! I thought I, I thought I was gonna be uh, creating some separation here, but no, I had rats. Same, uh, same logic, kinda as my mumblings. Um, my main thing is I, I uh, just want to see Husser lose. <laughs> There's no good. rhyme or reason. He fucking yeah, I just want to see him week. lose. Um, and then on top of that. I if okay here let me say this can I put this out there yeah I pick Rasp as long as he doesn't play DJ Moore and he puts Christian Kirk in the lineup instead well no otherwise we, we I'm need on we need an answer <laughs> for the pick okay, fine fine I, I take Rasp all right um anything else to add here doesn't no really... I just Rasp come on dude you can't start own four. Owen Ford, he's got one of the better teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got like third most points or something. But yeah. <laughs> it's how it is sometimes. Yes, sir. Let's get over to Curtis and Trav. So Trav, a disappointing one and two, despite having one of the stronger teams, just keeps fucking up start sit. And then <laughs> Yeah, Travis has got such a good team, and he just continues to bench the and wrong he's people. Always in the mess on Monday night, just like some crazy <laughs> shit happening. He had Ray Mostert on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's great. It's tough sledding right now for Trav, so he's got to get it together against Curtis, who everyone was kind of shitting on having a shitty team, mainly because like Connor and Montgomery look so stinky in the lineup. But, I mean, turning into some decent startable running backs. We'll see how Monty is after the injury. But it's, it's, at least what we saw as far as his touches, pretty good um, like share there. So And then mm-hmm. Connor's been a world beater. But let's get into the quarterbacks first. Sorry, I kind of jumped ahead with the big picture stuff. Mahomes no, against okay. the Jets and then Cousins against Carolina. Um, Cousins, is he still QB1? He had a nice game last week, QB2. Uh, I think Herbert's number one. But Mahomes against the Jets, this should be a smash. And then Cousins against Carolina is also a smash. I guess Eileen Trav just because of Mahomes' factor. But, I mean, I think both of these are going over 25 easily. Uh, Eileen Cousins just because I think the Jets' defense is better than Carolina. Um, and Cousins yeah. has kind of been throwing the ball 40 fucking times a game. Yeah, I um, agree. It's I better just have defense. a feeling the, it's just if they're going the three Chiefs and out. Put in, the Chiefs put in Blaine Gabbert like, with like 15 minutes left. in. Or, I think there was 20 minutes left on the game clock when they put in Blaine Gabbert last week. So like, there's a potential absolute ass-kicking coming to the Jets this weekend. It, it it could be rough to say the least. Yeah, so I mean, I if the defense keeps it closer and he actually plays the whole game, I think that just kind of benefits a bit. I, I still think they're dropping thirty plus easily on the Jets just because like three and outs, like it's just a matter of time before the defense wears down. And if all the shit with the locker room is truly tr- like factual, then 
it this could be the the final straw like in prime time this this could get ugly or it could save the jet season who the fuck knows but yeah <laughs> i i think mahomes just has the makings of a crazy game on sunday night and then let's get into the running backs etn and mostert um etn in that london game that randomly has a lot of fantasy implications it seems and then mostert off the huge four touchdown game against the broncos he's got buffalo this week and then we talked briefly about curtis's running backs connor against san fran then monty back against green bay in a half hour yeah so any thoughts here just on these four guys um i think etn's gonna have a little bit of a rougher game against atlanta but i mean at the very least like he's getting 20 ish touches a game um, so I think he's probably a fine floor. And then I think Mo- Mostert, you're chasing last week's points, um, to be honest with you. But on the year, he's been a pretty good start. So the only question there is like if uh, A-Shane is actually going to steal more touches from him yeah, or not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to um, see where the volume goes with those two He looks like a track star. They, they're good. both track stars. Yeah. So, yeah. On the flip side, James Conner, absolute terrible matchup this week. Um, that's a very tough matchup. And then even David Montgomery's matchup isn't great, and he's coming off an injury. So I heavily lean Travis here at the running back position, to say the least. And then wide receivers, Trav has Justin Jefferson against Carolina. Not much to add there. Puka against Indy, and then he's got Kyron Williams in the flex, the Rams running back. Um, I guess just in general, he's he's got Pittman on the bench, I guess, because he's going against the Rams. Damian Pierce on the bench. Uh, Collins has been good. Thielen had a big game last week. Uh, Godwin, I mean, he's got a deep bench and a lot of options. Um, I guess you could talk about the guys he's starting as well as any adjustments you'd potentially make. Um... Jefferson is an absolute star. smash start. Yeah. yeah. And then Puka, he let you down a little bit last week, right? Like, he, he didn't yeah. have, like, a gigantic ceiling game, but, like, his floor, like, if his floor is 12 points, like, oof, it's hard It's hard to not play him. Um, But, like, Pittman and Nico Collins have also been, like, pretty good this year, so... I think you leave those two receiver, and then it's more so Kyron Williams versus all the guys we listed, Pittman. I don't think you do Pierce against Pittsburgh. And then maybe Godwin. I don't know. Um, Kyron just this let you down last lean on, week. Leaning on if, if the Rams are actually a good team or if last week was more indicative of the level of team they are. Um, yeah. Like, they played really well the first two weeks, and then last week, like, they played well enough, but... They kind of struggled to really score. The um, Bengals defense. I think Huey's really got in. Uh, the only adjustment I would consider making, honestly, is putting in Pittman and benching Mostert, which is crazy to think you do. But that would be the only consideration. Um, I, I don't see how it's hard. It's hard to say to that game. Yeah, but that's also the thing. It's like you're chasing last week's points. No so. doubt. It's it's hard. Um, I, I think he's fine. I, I don't think any of these decisions are going to make or break him. I just like slightly lean Pittman over Mostert. 
So let's get over to Kurtz. Receivers, Jamar Chase, nice bounce back game. DK Metcalf against the Giants could be a problem, I assume. One of the rookie corners on him. And then Ayuk back against Arizona. Just I, I love all three of these guys and all three of their yes. matchups, if I'm being honest. This is it's just... a really good matchup on both sides, honestly. Yeah. I, I just don't have anything really to add. I think they're all going to be really good. I think he's starting the right guys. Doesn't have a ton of good options on his bench, but yeah. Um, these are just three really good players against three bad teams, so... <laughs> I, I think it's it's I, I is probably gonna have a day against the titans dog shit secondary um amari cooper did last week um dk metcalf is gonna have a day against the giants like let's be honest we don't have any corner that can cover him and i just feel like it's always like the guy the best player on the other team like, it's the complete opposite of how the Patriots are, like, where they take away your best player. Like, the Giants are like, hey, your best player, he's going to have the best game of his life this week. We build up the resumes <laughs> for best players. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> um. So he's, I think he's a smash star. And then, again, Ayuk. The only thing with Ayuk is, like, there's a chance here the San Francisco 49ers go up 30, and then they're just kind of killing the clock, and they're not really throwing the ball. Um, they just move it so methodically that like I don't I don't think they go up quick. They did against the Steelers because like turnovers, but I mean I don't know. Is Arizona kind of feisty? Like I, I don't no, know. No, I just giving... I just think the Cowboys played down to their competition, and there's no way a team that's feisty would lose a 20 point lead against the current state of the New York Giants. So I think that this I think Vegas is telling you like. We dare you to take Arizona plus 14, you know, like they're telling you like this team is not good. Like there's got to be I would love I'll ask Rasp actually Rasp when you're listening to this, let us know how much of the public money is on uh, Arizona right now. Will do. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I, I love all three of these guys. Fun seeing Najee Harris on the bench against Houston. That's embarrassing. Do you play him over Monty is the only thing? Or are you just so sick of Najee Harris? I'm so point? sick of Najee. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't play Najee Harris over fucking anybody right now. Fuck. I would play Zeke over Najee Harris this week. Fuck Najee Harris. I've been on. I've been down on Najee Harris since the beginning of last year. Um, so I'll continue to pat myself on the back for being right about that. And then tight end, Kittle against Arizona. Kittle looked really good last week. And then Hawkinson's, the Hawkinson's <laughs> been really good as well. Tight end to one. So that you're wearing that one on the chin a little bit so far in the year. Oh, no. Fuck him. The, the, <laughs> fuck, fuck this guy. <laughs> it's just because they're throwing the ball 40 fucking times a game. Like, Which, I mean, is literally the goal of what you're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, fuck this guy. He'll come back down to earth. Um, just for that, I'm going to lean Kittle. <laughs> okay. And then who do you have in the game? Um, I had Kurt. Curtis, actually, I just like I'm like trying not to be fooled by the projected total by Travis because I do feel like the the Rams guys are just like so heavily inflated right now based off of the first two weeks of the season. So I'm going to lean Curtis and take Curtis this week. 
I'm taking Trav. I think he kind of writes the ship and gets going a bit. Um, yeah. Who did but... you have in the last matchup? Sorry, I forgot to write it down. Rasp, or, right? We're both on Rasp. Yeah, I picked Rasp. Okay. And I'm going okay. Travis here. So a little chalkier, okay. but yeah, I mean, Kurt's receivers scare me, but we'll see. Kind of if Monty duds tonight, I think the door is open for him, and he's just good up and down. Um, yeah, that's that. Do you want to do your game or mine? Uh, let's do yours. Okay. So me versus Proc. Proc coming off a nice uh, win last week. He scored a shit ton. And then I'm 2-1, but definitely some mid-scoring so far. Um, a potential regression to the mean in the win column, but who knows? We'll see if my guys get it going. We'll start. He's got Burrow playing against Tennessee as of right now, and then I have Josh Allen against the Dolphins. I'm anticipating the big shootout there um, in Miami, so just praying that Josh Allen has to play the whole game and can actually put together a strong showing. Hasn't been horrible. Um, he's still kind of, his ranking's a bit skewed by the nine points against the Jets, but I mean, I need like the 30-point weeks to start coming um, to really justify the pick. And then Burrow against Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's past defense been very bad, but Burrow's also been bad. Um, does not have, or he's got Dak against New England. I'm not sure where you'd lean there, but just your general thoughts on the quarterbacks. I'd probably play Dak again. I think last week he was the better start. Um, I just feel like Burroughs, if he's going to have a good game, I guess it is against Tennessee. So maybe you're banking on the fact that, you know, he lights it up against this shitty secondary. Mm -hmm. um it's just he's burned you every single week so far and he clearly doesn't look that great i mean dak Um, burned him last week is the thing as well yeah but he he was still a yeah but he was still a way better play he almost scored double what burrow did so yeah no doubt that's what yeah so i guess i get starting burrow um i'd much rather if i was in this position probably bet on burrow um as much as i think dak might be the better start and then on your side yeah, I think Josh Allen's going to have a day. He's like pretty much told everybody the last two weeks, like, hey, you remember how like I turned the ball over a shit ton? Like, just kidding. I'm not going to turn the ball over that much the last two weeks. Um, he hasn't played two great of teams in Vegas and Washington, so like maybe he kind of cools off a little bit, but I just think he'll probably get around 20 points. So I think you have a pretty big advantage at quarterback this week. And then let's go to the running backs. McCaffrey's been a world beater against Arizona. I expect a huge game out of him. And then on the flip side, Derrick Henry, is he potentially washed? Are we like fully off? That was kind of my concern coming into the year. He knew it was coming eventually, but just in general, the Titans just aren't moving the ball. And then he hasn't been efficient at all, despite kind of still getting that carry share. Um, Yeah. What are your thoughts as far as those guys? Um, I do think that it's frustrating to see Derrick Henry kind of slumming down here, but it's also kind of like a indication of how bad the Titans have been. Uh, so definitely mids Derrick Henry, but still on the year, like he's averaging like 12 points a game because he had such a bad week last week. So like, that's pretty good for an RB two Yeah. at this point, um, in the league. Um, there's just no real kind of workhorse backs left anymore and then christian mccaffrey like again like he's gonna probably continue to have 20 plus points a week um 
should be the RB1 on the season, but Mostert kind of fucking went the fuck off last week. So great start here for McCaffrey. I think they're probably going to bring it to the Cardinals. Derrick Henry, definitely concerned about um, until he, he shows 10? me otherwise. I said, do you think he breaks 10? No, I, I was thinking about it. No, I don't, no, I, don't I feel like, yeah, feel like he'll have like 95 yards, but no touchdown. Yeah, so scary hours, but I mean, McCaffrey is one and a half running backs, or honestly yes. two, so not the end of the world, but just some slight concerns, I'd say, long term for him. And then for me, I got James Cook and Jalen Warren. Warren, I gave the start last week. Still just eight carries, but he is more efficient, and I want more in the pass-catching department. That's kind of his bread and butter against Houston. I'm just kind of really forcing him into that RB2 uh, spot. I mean, I think you have to play him over whoever else you have on your bench right now. Yeah, so. it's just Kendry Miller, essentially. Um, yeah, so he's, he's starting for the time being. <laughs> Cushy matchup. If he can't really perform here, then I really got to make some drastic changes. Um, James Cook has been a nice, bright spot for me. He's RB12, just consistent in the teen scoring. I hope in a, a supposed shootout that he kind of finds the end zone maybe. It gives me like that 25. Um, but in general, Prox, just with McCaffrey, definitely has the edge. Yeah, I'd agree. I think James Cook is fine as like an RB. Like he would be a perfect like RB2 right now. Your issue is, like, when is Pittsburgh going to realize that Najee Harris is absolute dog shit and continue to give Warren more opportunities, you know? Yeah, I'm um, hoping it comes, but... <laughs> just I'm not sure. Him. I think this week is, like, you're correct. Like, this is maybe he gets a bunch of dump-offs this week and, like, they start using him in, like, a game against Houston where, like, Houston is going to be struggling against Pittsburgh's defense, but Houston's defense isn't too good to where dog shit Kenny Pickett can't, like, uh, perform a little bit, so... Your issue here is McCaffrey could very well end up putting up more points than both, of them. both your running backs yeah, behind, but no like doubt. combined. So let's get into the receivers. He's got Keenan Allen coming off the monster game, 18 catches and how many points? 45. Um, another Raiders matchup as well. So, I mean, I'm expecting big things from him, especially with no Mike Williams. Uh, and then he's got Christian Watson. Is this his debut? Yeah, yeah I was actually looking year. at this earlier. Like, this is pretty ballsy to play Christian Watson um, yeah, on his first his game of the year. Over Marquise Brown, though, who's actually been pretty he good has this been year. Good. I, maybe he's afraid of the San Fran matchup, but I mean, he did fine against Dallas. I wouldn't give a fuck if they're down thirty points. He's going to be throwing the ball, yeah. you know. And the other interesting thing too is no Charbonnet over Henry. I, I don't think you make the move yet. But Charbonnet looked good in his um, carries as well. Limited touch. It's just he's not going to get a lot of touches. I, he, I could see him scoring against the Giants, if I'm being honest. But we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, his receivers. And then he's got Sutton, who has proved us wrong <laughs> to an extent, if we're being honest. No, he hasn't proved anybody wrong. He's, he's, he's just... the 22nd ranked receiver. It's, Dude, it's better than... Last week was like literally... like. The def definition of garbage time. Yeah, I thought it was garbage Marvin time Mims in the first who half. caught the touchdown at first. 
Yeah, they they were in garbage time in the first quarter. <laughs> but I mean, it's a fair start against the Bears. I, I think that's a strong play. Uh, Watson is is the story here as far as things to talk about. I would about. play Marquise Brown over Watson. To be honest with you, Keenan Allen with Mike Williams out is going to be fifteen targets a game. Yeah. One, he's going to be a guarantee. He's going to be kind of Cooper Cup basically. Like he's he's going to have like those games where he gets like 25 targets. Like he had 20 targets last week, Billy, and he converted on 18 of them. It's mm, insane. Touchdown pass. He didn't even score. He didn't even score a touchdown, like catching the ball. And he had 45. Yeah. So Ugh. we'll see how that goes. Definitely some strong receivers on the, or at least strong receivers and good matchups as well. Um, on my side, I got Diggs, Waddle and Pickens. Like, all guys that I'm like, you're good, but you're not scoring a lot of points. Like, I need you to be better. Diggs has been good. For Diggs has been for... good, but, I mean, I took him, like, what was it, 7th overall, or 8th overall, and he's, like, wide receiver 7. So, like, that doesn't feel great. Like, I need the touchdowns to start coming. He's got, he's catching a lot of balls, but hasn't had the huge 40-point weeks that some of these other receivers are getting. And Waddle, Waddle misses fucking you, right. Yeah, he misses Denver week, so that sucks. And just in general, he hasn't been scoring well. I have decent depth on the the bench. Like Tutu Atwell's been really good. Like Jordan Addison's been fine. I don't want to. Like I'm still riding with Waddle, but it's like uh, he, he's he's definitely disappointed me thus far. And then Pickens, I mean, I think you gotta keep. You're playing. Yeah, I'm playing. Like you gotta. And then Pickens against Houston, a nice matchup. Like I, I definitely am. Steelers are matchup dependent for me as far as one to play them. I think Pickens is fine against Houston. I think he can match the Sutton Chicago ideally, and put me in a position to kind of hang around. I, I am just scared of Keenan Allen essentially. Um, but yeah, I, I like my group. Just probably a little. I like less your than group. Brock. It's you got a pretty you have like a crowded room of like wide receiver twos right now. Basically, like between Jordan Addison, Tutu Atwell, Pickens and Waddle. Like Diggs is an obvious slot in you play him. Uh Waddle I I don't think you can ever bench Waddle cuz he's not killing you. Like last week kills you cuz he couldn't play, but like he wasn't in your lineup, you know. He's not killing you. Um you just haven't had like that gigantic waddle forty point game yet, which will come. Um Pickens, like, at the very least, like he's the he's the guy there. It's just that he's not like their passing offense is, is pretty bad, you know. Yeah. So the only thing I would lean is I might put Two-two? in Addison over oh, Addison? Pickens. I, I might play ugh, I might play Addison or Tutu over the only reason why I lean Addison is because Addison's tough. He doesn't get a lot of targets. You're kind of just waiting for the. Or... Yeah, but they're throwing the ball forty times a game, so it's like Carolina's defense is pretty bad. Um, I so were the Chargers, yeah. and I mean, he he picked it all up in the fourth quarter. He was definitely sitting at like six for most of the day, and I was freaking out. Yeah, I yeah. This is a conundrum. I, I I would probably like I would rank them probably right now two two, uh, and then Addison and and Pickens to me are a wash probably. I'd probably put two two in realistically. 
Yeah, it's hard. I, I definitely am anticipating I'm just some tinkering. Over Jalen Waddle, but you'll get burned. I feel like if you if yeah, you bench no, Waddle, not going to get. That's cute the issue. Is like I would I would want I, like my gut says play them over Waddle, but like if Waddle goes out there and has like thirty no, points, no, I'm not I'm not going to look like an that. asshole. No yeah. doubt. I mean, we'll see. I'll definitely do some tinkering, but Brock's got a good team. Like I, I need Waddle in the lineup, like for the upside. Yes. Um. And we'll see how that goes. And then tight ends. Like, if there's ever a weak Waller, like, I need you to get going. Laporta's playing well. We'll see how he does tonight. But he's tight end two right now. Mainly because of the big game last week, but still worth noting. And it's like Waller. It's like, is Jamal Adams going to be on you, dude? Like, like there's not this isn't a pass rush that we should be too afraid of. Like, we should be able to operate as an offense, ideally. Um, I would love for him yeah, to ideally. kind of get me like a twenty, but we'll see how that goes. Um, anything to add there, or you just want to give your pick? Uh, Laporte has been pretty good for a rookie tight end. Usually they start off pretty slow. Um, like he he had a decent week week one. The last two weeks he's getting more involved. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think Waller is still the number one option in the Giants offense, and we should be able to move the ball this week. It's just he's not instilling too much confidence. But at the very least, like he burns you based on ADP, but he's not burning you based on how bad the tight ends have been in general this year. You know? Yeah. Um, I lean Watt, or I lean uh, Waller, um, just because I do think like the Seattle game is one where we might actually be able to put points up. Yeah, so who are you picking in the game? I got to take Proc, Billy. I'm sorry. It's just his uh, Keenan Allen and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that's just hard. That's hard to go against because they're, they're going to get like 20-plus touches. It's That's hard. Yeah, um, I got to be honest, like... I don't think I'm ever not going to pick me, and I'm just never going to pick Mahler. I, th- I think those are just going to be my two yeah. <laughs> So I'm going with me in a landslide. The Bills get it go- The Bills get it going this week, and so does Waddle. I mean, I- I'm lucky to have two wins with how poorly I've played, but I don't think my team is bad. So I'm anticipating a bit of a well. If you want to talk about bad bad teams right now, you can go over to my team. So let's swing over that's next. Ooh, is you're two and one, and Steve. I know, three. but I don't understand these projections I have this week. Honestly, I think it's just because my team is playing against like really good defenses. Um, but we'll see. All right, so let's work our way down. Herbert against Vegas on Steve's side, and then you got Lamar against Cleveland. Herbert's been really good, um, fantasy wise. I don't think Vegas is going to really stop that. I think that's a very nice matchup. And then Lamar against Cleveland. Cleveland's been pretty tough on Their defense. Their defense is legit. Very good. Like it, it could be a very hard game this week for, for uh, Lamar. He's fumbling the ball a lot. I mean, he's still putting up decent fantasy numbers the past couple weeks, but we still haven't seen the Ravens kind of fully explode on offense. I think they're banged up on the line and stuff as well. No, no OBJ. Um, I just think there's less kind of factors working against Herbert. That's kind of why I lean there. Yeah, I lean Herbert just because he's going to throw the ball 40 times. I literally said this, Bill, at the beginning of the season. I was like, the Chargers are going to suck dick, 
but Kellen Moore is going to throw the ball 150 times a game because he's got something to prove after McCarthy dumped him. And so pretty much been on point so far um, with that kind of prediction. But um, yeah, I lean, I lean Herbert just because he's proven it so far this year. And uh, until he does not prove it anymore, uh, I will not doubt him. Uh, Lamar, on the other hand, it's, it's a tough defensive matchup. I'm, I'm not expecting... I'm not expecting him to to kind of reach a ceiling this week. I'm really thinking he'll probably he'll probably get me around 20 points, which is, will will be good enough, you know, as long as Herbert doesn't go out there and score 40. And then running backs, Steve's got Mixon and Aaron Jones. Mixon got into the end zone last week to kind of salvage the week, and then Jones coming off the injury. He looks really impressive catching the ball as well as running it in Week One against the Bears. We'll see if he's 100 percent. And then how he fares against a better defense. Um, definitely curious about that while being somewhat down on Mixon uh, against the Titans. And then on the flip side, you got Javante against the Bears and then Jerome Ford. Um, I'll, I'll let you kind of take the floor here. I'm sure you want to talk about Ford. Um, yeah, fuck you, everybody. Uh, that was pretty much exactly what I was hoping for, that he would be the primary kind of red zone target guy. He also had... I don't. I don't know how much you watched of the Browns game, but he had this fucking stick touchdown where he just got it in on the pylon. Um, like, he, like, fucking, hurled, like, jumped in the air and, like, touched it against the pylon. I was like, damn, this guy's legit. Um, Tennessee's rushing defense is, is stout, so, like, I expected him to struggle in the running game. Um, but it seems like it's him, and then Kareem Hunt's probably going to get, like, 35% of the other carries, or 35% of carries, so... I like him as, like, the upside of, like, the touchdown scoring. It's just, I don't know. He's not Chubb, basically. So it's like, he's good for now um, in Baltimore's defense and nursing some injuries. Uh, Javante, on the other hand, has been clearly the dominant running back there, the favored running back, but he's not scored a touchdown on the year. Um, and this has got to be the week where he kind of goes off. I, I, they they really need to kind of put one on after last week, and I just couldn't believe in that game last week that he didn't score, considering how how many how many like uh, how much opportunity they had on offense because of how quickly Miami was scoring the ball. So yeah, I Javante Williams is very close to getting bent. Like, would you bench I was him? Say, for is A Chain getting in? I want to see what the Dolphins run game looks like in a normal setting. Like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy to expect. But then touchdowns. again, like, A-Shane I had on my bench kind of expecting or hoping that he would have a game like this. It's just hard because it's like, well, Mostert had just as good a game. <laughs> like, he actually didn't have as good a game, but, you know, Mostert had a great fucking game too. So it's like... Skipping ahead, you know, I think. McDaniels, it is crazy enough to use them both, you know? I think you get A-Chain in in maybe the flex and maybe, like, Garrett Wilson out, like, as shitty as that sounds, but I don't know. No, I kind of got... Garrett Wilson is killing me. It's hard. He's He killed me last year, too, when, like, Zach... Literally, Mike White went out and Zach Wilson came in and Garrett Wilson sucked. And then Mike White came back, and Garrett Wilson was immediately good again. 
It's like literally Zach Wilson is so bad. I think I might have to do that. Like, it's hard. Mike, uh, hold on. Let's go talk about his running backs. Um, I think I have to bench uh, somebody for A-Chain, though. I feel like I'm chasing last week's points, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea considering how committed Miami is to the running game as well. No, I agree. But, yeah, we can touch on Steve's, guys. I don't have a ton to add. I think Mixon is kind of cooked, and that's a tough matchup against Tennessee. And then, yeah, I want to see Aaron Jones. It's not like, um, what's his name? Who's the chunky guy that Troy likes on? Uh, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, it's not like he's seized the opportunity to kind of take over the backfield. Like, I expect Aaron Jones, if he's healthy, to be a full go. Um, I mean, there's a world where he's the best running back out of these four as far as a start. Um, but I think Mixon's probably the worst out of the four, so that's kind of where I see that going. Do you have anything to add? Um, no, I think Mixon is cooked. In Tennessee, it's going to be very tough to get going. Like Unless he scores two touchdowns like Jerome Ford, that's like a very high bust alert to me of like five points for Mixon this week. And then Aaron Jones should be fine. I fucking hate Aaron Jones. Um. I have nothing more to add. Like it, it's tough because like he he was battling injuries, um, so hopefully he kind of shows up tonight. But you know, obviously, don't want it to happen against me. So maybe another another week there, Aaron. So let's go to receivers: C.D. Lamb against New England, A.J. Brown against Washington, and then he's got Jacoby Myers against the Chargers. Um, let's see, he moved Drake London and Rashad White to the bench. Uh, C.D. Lamb's just an auto start. Very good. Um, New England, obviously, uh, better defensively, but I think you still play C.D. and kind of hope for, like, 20. A.J. Brown against Washington, I imagine he'll score. Um, yeah, I think he's just a tough matchup for rookie undersized quarter corners. And then Jacoby Myers, I guess, is the interesting one against the Chargers. Um, quietly putting together a nice year. Uh, he's a wide receiver 20. Um, I, I guess I do like it over Drake London and Rashad White. Um, I do too. Yeah, I, I think, I think Jacoby right Myers thing. is basically showing like, hey, the Patriots offense is dog shit because they didn't use him like at all in their offense and he's been pretty good there in Las Vegas so far. Um, they let him walk and paid fucking Juju the same amount of money. It kind of makes yeah, no sense. What's it called? Uh Josh McDaniels. I know. I'm saying New England. Like, New England. why did they let yeah, him yeah. It's... I, I don't because they don't pay anybody, dude. They just let every. They just assume like they can continue to be. But good. I'm saying they like, paid Juju really... the same amount of money he's making. Like, oh, they did. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Sorry, it's at least that. in the ballpark. Like, I think That's they each got like 12 or 14. Hear, honestly, like, yeah. That's disgusting. Disgusting. But yeah, um, um, I, I think the receivers I, are good. Nothing really jumping off the page as far as oh, this guy's going for forty. But I think CD could have a mid a mid start this week against New England, but we'll see. And then on your side, Garrett Wilson, we kind of talked about. If, if we're expecting a blowout against the Chiefs, it's like I don't expect him to kind of get a ton of uh, volume. Mike Evans, I, I'm going to bench him. I'm going to yeah. bench him refresh yeah I'm do your lineup it. and refresh it and then uh we can we could talk but um we'll talk about mike evans against new orleans 
Mike Evans has been really good, which has been nice to see. Wide receiver five so far, pretty insane. Granted, a lot of garbage time last week, but still. Yeah, but did you see that catch he made across the middle yeah, of the field one-handed? He's a monster this year. I love it because Baker really is just kind of eyeing him down and throwing him the ball. Yeah, so I, I don't expect that to stop. Um, the only thing is, doesn't he fight Marshawn Lattimore every single time they play the Saints? So he, is he going to get ejected? So there's a possibility that he can. I'm telling you, every like time it's hands on him. sight. He can't fight him this week, right? He does every time. <laughs> it's every time. It's so funny. <laughs> you can refresh, by the way, now. I changed my lineup around. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I'd say that's the only thing to look out for, for Mike. And then would you have Lockett in the flex? But... Lockett in over Garrett Wilson and then put A-Shane in at, at flex. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Lockett will have a nice day against the Giants. So I do think... I. He, we get beat deep. So Didn't he have, like, a crazy two-touchdown performance last year against the Giants? Yeah, too? he beat us bad last year. And Let me see, because... No, they they whooped they us. I remember destroyed us. Well, they destroyed us in like the uh, last two um, quarters. Like we, our defense kind of like fell apart. Yeah, so I mean, so we'll he see. Had five for sixty-three and a touchdown. Yep. So it's like our defense. I need to see us stop anybody before I can mm-hmm. kind of believe in them. Um. So yeah, I think that's a good start. And then I like we kind of touched on it earlier. I think a chain is. It's fun having a fun rookie. Would you play Zay Flowers? No. I I like Flowers, but I mean, he hasn't given you much of a boom. Like, you might as well just ride with Garrett Wilson. He's got, like, the most catches and targets without a touchdown, though. So do you think it comes? I don't know. You have a deep team. Like, these are good problems to have. Like, even Algier has been playable. Um, I have a deep team. It's just, like, without Chubb and Wilson. Yeah. It's hard because, like, you need, like, that Speedy Lamb or you need, like, that McCaffrey or you need, like, that Tyreek Hill type player. And I got cucked out of that, basically. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I I don't think you're starting a bad group. And then quickly just tight ends uh, as this game is about to kick as well. Uh, Fryermuth against Houston, and then you got Mark Andrews against Cleveland. Fryermuth's been super disappointing so far, I believe. Yeah, he only salvaged last week, week but he, he, that's what salvaged it, though. I think he benched him last week too, and with Hunter Henry, so he's got a tight end issue on top of uh, mm-hmm. some other issues going on there. And then Mark Andrews on the flip side also had like the Bengals or the Ravens in general had like a fucking terrible week last week. Um, just sloppy, just really yeah, sloppy. It is game. a really sloppy game. I expect him to bounce back. It's just hard. Like I would love to start Zay Flowers, right? Um. You might end up seeing me basically banking on the bank, the Ravens to win um, and putting A-Chain in over Javante and then putting Zay Flowers in the flex and just having three fucking Ravens in the lineup this week. That could happen. I mean, that would be exciting. You, you, can all, you also have the luxury of watching Aaron Jones, which is probably one of his best, better players. Like, you can see him tonight and kind of see what you need. But, yeah, as but, we're yeah. saying that, the game, I think, just kicked off. So... That's that. Uh, I'm assuming you're picking yourself? No, I got Steve. Really? You're fading yourself? Yeah. I'm fading myself. I just really hate that I have three guys going against Cleveland. Um, I have 
basically no faith in Javante Williams. Like, this is pretty much his last week in the lineup. Um, if he doesn't do it against Chicago, I don't think he'll ever do it. I think uh, A-Chain, I'm really chasing last week's point. It's hard. Like, Garrett Wilson not panning out is really fucking me. Like, I- I'm basically praying that they bench Zach Wilson. Because, like, unless Garrett Wilson takes the touchdown to the house, like Odell 2016-esque, like, every time he gets the ball... Like, he's basically going to be unplayable. Because, like, even if he gets 10 targets, he might convert two of them because of how bad Zach Wilson is. It's it's insane how bad that player is. I'll, I'll pick you. I, I wanted you to be a little uh, little chipper as we progressed through the season. I, I feel bad Steve going 0-4, but also he won the championship, so fuck him. Not a ton of sympathy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll take you, and I guess we'll call it an upset just based on the projections. But, yeah. And that the projections reps... are, it's because it's Cleveland's defense is like completely destroying my projections. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. So that wraps up all the fantasy games and then quickly we can get into the NFL picks. I'll be honest, I'm looking at these right now for like the kind of first time. So you go first and then uh, I'll come in with my pick after. Okay. Um first pick of the week um I feel like I I have another pick I want to talk about first, but we'll go with this one first. I have, and double check me, but I checked right before the show, but I have uh, Ravens plus three. Um, I think it's an overreaction to what you saw in Cleveland last week where they kind of took it to a bad Titans team, and it's an overreaction to Baltimore, which should have won the game, actually, um, on on that one Justin Tucker kick that was like just short. Mm-hmm. Like they should have won the game. Like it was like one of those games where it's like Baltimore should be winning. Like they're going to win. They're going to win. And then, Oh fuck, we lost, you know, like a typical Baltimore Ravens game where they just like blow it somehow. Um, so I think this week they come out, they're like, Hey, like this is a, a very big game actually early in the season. Um, because both these teams are going to be fighting for the divisional spot. And I do think Baltimore is a little bit better than we saw last week. And I do think that Cleveland is not as good as we saw last week, considering that how beat down they got by the, the Steelers two weeks ago. So I'm going to take Baltimore plus three. Um, I think it's a pretty good pick. All right. I do like that. Um, I'm going to go to the Caleb Williams Bowl. And I'm going to take the over 46.5 in the Denver Bears game. Um, just think a lot of points. God. I think Fields can run around and get get you the 20. And then the Broncos, they've showed they've shown an ability to score um, while not stopping a nosebleed. I mean, they put 30-plus on um, Washington. And then they were moving the ball a bit against uh, Miami. I, I think they can kind of put it together and give you your 20 to 30. And then those two combined get you the over 46 and a half. So we'll book that um, and lock that in right now. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't hate that. Um, but there's a very big potential that this is literally in like a stoppable force meets a very movable object. And like maybe the Broncos <laughs> like the Bears I think it'll be fun. So. I think it'll be fun. I want to see Fields run Actually, around a little bit. I was looking at that earlier and I was like, ooh, this would be a good over. Both these defenses suck. But then I was like, wait, it's Justin Fields. Like he can't score at all. He scored some last year. Like let him run again. Yeah. Let him run again. <laughs> he could do something. All know. right. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't hate the pick because I was thinking of it myself, but I had to go off it because I couldn't bet money on Justin Fields to score 23 points. Um, my next pick, I have Bucks. Pl- it's when I looked at it like two hours ago, it was plus three and a half. Um, I think the Saints suck. Like I, I said that last week. Like the Packers minus two, I, I fucking hate when it's a like. I hate Vegas sometimes. Like, how do you get a one-point spread? Um, regardless, um, yeah, I like Bucks plus three and a half. Um, it's hard. they're not as good as the Eagles, but they're I think they're better than every every other team in their division. Like, their only real competition I think is Atlanta in that division. I think the Saints suck. Jameis is going to be starting. I don't have much faith in Jameis Winston. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks on the road. All right, I'm going with the Lunder for my second pick. Give me oh, under no. 43 in Falcons-Jaguars. Falcons have been a tremendous under team for me thus far. The Jaguars' offense hasn't been good at all. Um, I can definitely see these teams both being under 20 and this cashing easily. Uh, traveling literally across the pond, um, early morning game. I, I, I could see this being sloppy, a schlog. Maybe like twenty to ten Jacksonville or something along those lines, um, but yeah, we'll we'll take the Lunder under forty three. I don't hate that. I I I think Jacksonville's kind of showing. I said this a few weeks ago too. I was like, you know, Jackson like the like when I was very adamant the Titans would win the division, which we can forget that I said that. Let's talk about what I was right about, which was like the Jacksonville Jaguars really just kind of went on a tear at the end of last season against dog shit teams. And like barely squeaked out the division against a Josh Dobbs led Titans offense um, on like what two weeks of prep by Josh Dobbs. Um, so I I I don't like Jacksonville as much. So I think this that's a pretty good play, honestly. And then your last pick. And my last pick is I'm going to go back to the Eagles. Well, at minus eight and a half, I think they're going to fucking destroy the Commanders this week. Um, the commanders kind of showed you who they were last week, which was, hey, we're actually not good. Like, maybe people are overreacting to shitty wins over the Cardinals and who'd they play Broncos. in week two? The Broncos, who just got 70 put on them. So, like, yeah. Howl was gonna, so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fade Howl against, like, an actual very good defense again. So, yeah, fu- the commanders are fucked. The Eagles are going to destroy them. And then for my last pick, this line makes absolutely no sense to me, but it is the definition of the rule I describe where a team flying so high and then a team seemingly so low and then an overreaction of a number. I hate this pick more than anything, but give me the New York Jets plus nine. At home. Oh no! Against the Kansas City Oh, it's City plus Chiefs. nine now. That moved away from you then, because when I was looking at it like two hours ago, it was eight and a half. So, <laughs> so give me the nine. It's coming in my direction. Yeah, you, could, you could take the nine. <laughs> Just <laughs> give it to me. It's so looking, ugly. It's gonna work. That, but I was like, I can't bet any money on the thought that Zach Wilson can go out there and win a game. He is. I, I don't see, expect did him you to see win. The list, <laughs> did you see the list of like all the quarterback stats that he's like 
dead last. Maybe we get Simeon at half or something too, like something fun to kind of scrape and get me like the twenty-five to seventeen cover or something like that. Yeah, um, you I hate it. I hate it. It's horrible. You want to spend more time looking at these picks? No, it's fine. We're locking it in. <laughs> I got to give you a chance to catch up anyway. But for the second week in a row, give me the New York Jets. Uh, plus the oh nine. Oh my points. god! New York Jets plus nine. What was the Jags under again that you had? Forty-two and a half. Uh, the Jags under. That's forty-three. Ooh, I <laughs> that extra half a point. <laughs> Billy, I these are gross. I, oof. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any time today, but uh, but yeah, we got them in. It's fine. That's yeah, fine. It's it's good enough. It's I fine. Guess. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so let's quickly talk about the Giants. Tough game last week, but how I expected it to go, like, we couldn't pass block. Um, strictly dink and dunk on offense, extremely frustrating to watch. On the flip side, ideally we should be able to air it out a bit this week. If we still look dink and dunky, then the season, I'd say, is truly over. It's the line, dude. It's, we need Andrew Thomas playing. Thomas gotta play. Kick as you go into guard. Thomas plays like yeah, we could probably score a few points, maybe. And then uh, I'd I'd say I'm more concerned with the defense. Really, like they kind of were decent in the first half, uh, putting heat on Purdy, and then eventually kind of just figured out how to adjust the blitz, and then we were kind of cooked. We're not tackling well, um, especially in the secondary. Hawkins, we just penciled in as a starter, and he's just the worst tackler I've ever seen. Debo yep. just giving piggyback rides to everybody. Um, I know that was a very good team on the road on a short week, so I'm trying to be optimistic. The weird thing is we opened, I think, as like two-point favorites, and it moved drastically. So I'm hoping... I don't even know what I'm hoping for, that I'm hoping Vegas kind of had it right initially, and then everyone was just like, what the fuck, the Giants suck, just because of all the memes and stuff all week. That's what I'm hoping for, but... I still, am, I, I still am assuming we're gonna lose this, right? Like, it's, I don't think we're as good as the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks look shitty in the first half, and I was a little optimistic. But then it's like the way they score points; it's like we can't do that yet. Like, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's rough, dude. It's, it's. I, I guess the best way to describe the Giants this year um, is like the year we're having now is what our season should have been last year. But, like, we drastically overperformed against shitty teams. And it's, like, one of those things where in the off season, if you remember, me, you, and Tom were, like, talking about it. Like, why aren't they going all in and all this shit? Like, why aren't they signing, like, some big-name receiver? Why aren't they going after Deion? Like, why aren't they signing, like, these guys? Is like, I think uh, Joe Shane and Dable were kind of telling you what they thought this was going to be this year at the same time like they <laughs> they paid jones and shit like they didn't go all in i agree but but the, they even they still... gave themselves an out on that yeah it's tough i mean if we win this week we still have buuffalo and miami the the following two weeks i think it's miami and then buffalo we, we to, if it's we like this could really unravel any, yeah. if we don't win monday if we want to have any shot at the playoffs or being above 500 we need this game like very 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 yeah very badly and need it's this just game. so sucky we're on to like our second must win in four weeks right now I pretty know. much 
I know. It's but just after being hey, so it optimistic. Happens. It, it does happens, happen. Dude. It happens. We'll, I think we'll it's be, winnable. We'll I want to see the offense score points and then a timely stop or two. But just knowing they beat us last year and are seemingly a better version and we kind of taken a step back, it's it's definitely scary hours. Um, their defense is playing poorly, but it's like I could see them easily kind of finding success against us. Having like, their fucking day against Evan dog shit Neil. Yeah. So, we'll see. I, I'll, I'll be amped and ready to win day of, but right now it's like it's it's hard to get excited. Um, and yeah, just I don't another blame you. fucking primetime game too, where they could show the damn stats. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah, annoying. It's... I do think we'll play them a lot better than the 49ers and Cowboys because the Seahawks are much closer yeah. to us than they are those teams. No um, doubt, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough though. To be honest. So we'll see how it goes. Um, thank you guys again for listening. And yeah, enjoy the games this week. Good luck to everyone. And we'll talk to you next week. You got yep, anything good else? Good luck to everyone but Steve. No, that's all. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Peace. Yeah.